Cut it there. Cut, 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 cut! Ribbit! And cut. Cut! 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 Terrific! Cut! And cut! Cut! Let's try it again. Cut! And cut! 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 Check the game. Cut it! Cut! I did Welcome to Cut, Just Another Movie Podcast. I'm Angie. I'm Annie. And we're two siblings that love movies. This week, we're venturing back into spooky territory and reviewing a movie that's coming out this Friday. Now, I know everyone's probably tired of vampire lore and vampire movies, but this is another vampire movie, but it's told from a different perspective. And I'm talking about Renfield, where we have Nicolas Cage playing Dracula. Yeah, yeah. So we saw this um, Monday night. It is now Tuesday. Tuesday night. Um, it was one of the other Beyond Fest screenings. Beyond Fest, if you didn't know, they put on all these genre screenings. They put on a festival once a year where it's like two weeks of screenings. Right. And of this, like, this month they're doing five movies in April that are in the horror thriller genre. Yeah. And from what it sounds like, it, three of them are like new movies and two of them are anniversaries it seems like i know they're doing house of a thousand corpses on thursday with rob zombie and sherry moon zombie and they're teasing a cronenberg movie which i don't know there has to be some anniversary with a cronenberg yeah so we saw it monday as part of this it was a free screening that they had if you haven't made it to any one of these you definitely should if you're in the area or the surrounding area they're a lot of fun the beyond fest crowd is one of my favorite crowds to watch movies with even if the movie sucks like the crowd is going to be really good And we watched Renfield on Monday. So this is going to be our review for it. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram at CutMoviePod. TikTok has like the weird underscore. But if you just put in CutMoviePod, you should be able to find us. So please follow us. Like and subscribe. We also do the live podcast on YouTube. You can find us there. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, what have you. All the things. You'll find us there. Again, we're not sponsored by Beyond Fest by any means or American Cinematech. We totally should be because we've talked about them <laughs> for many podcasts. Um, and none of that influences like our opinions or our reviews. Like they don't pay us and and we tell how we think it is. And, and yeah, we've shit on we've shit on a movie we saw through Beyond Fest once oh, yeah. or twice, um, maybe. It rhymes with the word bold. <laughs> I was thinking of so too. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're pretty honest and straightforward. And if we don't like a movie, We'll call it out regardless if it was like if we paid money to see it or if we, you know, watch it for free. But we just want to be as transparent as uh, possible. So like our other movie reviews, we're going to do it in two different parts. The first part we're going to do is a spoiler free review. If you haven't seen the movie yet, just kind of recommendation if you want to if you should see it or not, if we liked it or not. After that, we'll put in some sort of sound. Yeah, I'm thinking. Is the Dracula theme Creative Commons licensing yet or? Well, that's a good question. Like, what is the Dracula theme? Like, which which version? Well, I thought like the Bela Lugosi Bela version. Bela Lugosi version. I don't know. I'm going to have to look into that. It's been long enough. I feel like it should be free by now. It'll either be a Dracula Creative Commons free version or some kind of dismemberment sound <laughs> because... Stabbing. Yeah. I had already heard about this happening for some time. Just like there being a Dracula movie with Nicolas Cage. When did you first hear about it? I think the first thing that I remember seeing were those photos that leaked where he was Jesus as like, Dracula. Yeah. And they kind of went viral because there was that whole conspiracy theory that Nicolas Cage, they found that old photo from like the 18 or 1700s. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, uh, you know, Nicolas Cage is 
Dracula because he's immortal because mm-hmm. he's lived for like hundreds of years or whatever. And so I think when that photo leaked of him as Dracula, it was like, oh shit, you know, and people just kind of went berserk and thought that he was like perfect for the role, which I think that he was perfect for the role. But that's the first thing that I remember seeing where he was Dracula and then obviously seeing the trailer. What was your first memory of it? Uh, I had heard, I think the casting thing came out first and then I forgot about it. And then I saw those pictures and then, yeah, it was just like the trailer. And even when the trailer came out, I was like, oh yeah, this is still happening. Like I kind of forgot about it again, but same. I was just like, Nicolas Cage is kind of perfect, especially with like the tone of the way the trailer is. Cause the trailer is, it's very, it's like a horror comedy. It's not really like a horror movie. It's more of a comedy. Like there's, Lots of gore in it, but it's mostly funny. It's not really scary. What I really loved about the trailer and then carrying over until seeing the movie is the whole codependency narrative and the group therapy session, because that's totally set up in the trailer. But even like when you watch the film, I had never thought of that dynamic between Renfield and Well, even it being from Renfield's point of view, I thought was really interesting because like I mentioned earlier, everyone's kind of tired of vampire tropes or the vampire lore or seeing it from that kind of point of view and i think making it renfield's point of view was really interesting and really funny before we get into it uh renfield has a running time of an hour and 33 minutes i believe so it uh suffice angie's horror movies can't be longer than an hour and a half some (laughs) most like if it's a horror movie where it's like a slasher or a horror comedy or which this you don't is. really have to think about it that much. I think an hour 30 is like the perfect time. 90 minutes. When it's content. aware of what it is. Yeah. Like if it's like is. something like The Invisible Man or Midsommar or Hereditary, like you can do like hour 50. So Bo's Afraid being three hours, no go? I don't think that's a horror movie. So but we'll still, see, I guess. Yeah. Um, it was directed by Chris McKay, which if you've seen the Lego Batman movie was directed by him. Um, the screenplay was written uh, by Ryan Ridley, but it was based on an original idea by Robert Kirkman. And Chris McKay and Robert Kirkman were both there uh, after the screening that we went to go see. And they did a cool Q&A and gave some insight, uh, which we'll try to pass along during uh, our review. Uh, Renfield is played by Nicholas Holt. What do you think about his casting as, as Renfield? I love Nick Holt. I think I've known him since the Skins days. If anyone watched season one of wow. the UK Skins, that's how I know Nick Holt. And then after that, I think I saw him in like X-Men. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, it's that guy from Skins. And so he's always just kind of been that guy from Skins for me. I thought that the first thing I remembered him was in X-Men 2. But then when uh, Chris McKay and uh, Robert Kirkman brought up that. Oh, the weatherman. The weatherman. I was like, oh, my God, that's so true. He was like a baby. And that that was before Skins. Yeah, that was way before Skins. And so I was like, oh, so the first thing I saw him was in Weatherman. The one thing that I'll say is he sort of has a lockdown on that type of character. Yeah, like the befuddled kind of British guy. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. like you root for him, kind of like in the menu, even though in the menu he's more of like annoying and mm-hmm. arrogant, but in like a nerdy way. Um, But he, I feel like he's nailed that kind of character down. And even Chris McKay talked about like that the before they even cast Nick Cage, that he thought that uh, Nicholas Holt was like perfect for Renfield. Obviously, Nicholas cage plays dracula aquafina who i didn't remember was in this movie 
I totally forgot about her from the trailer. She plays a uh, Rebecca who's like a cop and um, Ben Schwartz is in it as uh, I didn't know Ben Schwartz was going to be in it. Tedward Lobo. But that pretty much rounds out the main cast. When I was watching Ben Schwartz in this movie, I couldn't help but think of like, what if that was Joe Keery? <laughs> and I feel like I would have liked it a little more if it was Joe Keery, but that could just be me being biased. Well, to me, Ben Schwartz, it seems like he's also like that same guy from yeah. uh, Parks and Rec. Right. Gene Rolfio. Saperstein. But I feel like it's just the variation of, you know, that kind of type of character. There is potential that maybe a sequel can happen with his character coming back, but we'll get that into the the spoiler part of the uh, the review. So what did you think? Overall? Yeah. I thought it was fun. I think my favorite aspect of the movie is going back to the whole codependency storyline. Um, because again, I thought it was such a brilliant take and something different. Um, especially now that Universal's bringing back all the the classic monsters, you know, with Invisible Man, um, turning it on its head a little bit, but still using it as the Invisible Man. And the same thing with Dracula and Renfield. Um, that was my favorite aspect of it. When you get into the whole uh, the police and then the Lobo family, you know, that seemed a little kind of hokey and. Reminded me of just like your, you know, typical comedies where there's like a crime family and and drugs and, and all that. Um, that part is like whatever to me. Uh, the action sequences were pretty cool. The kills were awesome. If you love gore, if you love blood, if you love guts, literally, um, this is the movie for you. If you don't like that stuff, don't see this movie. I thought the casting was spot on. Nicholas Cage kills it as Dracula. I mean, there's some scenes that are just like where you're just like crying laughing because he just makes it his own, but does it in his Nicholas Cage way, you know, and in the makeup and oh, dude, the makeup was like incredible. I feel like I should have asked that question. How much of it was practical effects and how much of it yeah. wasn't? I feel like a lot of it was practical. I think so, too. I feel like horror is kind of going back in that direction where people realize that prosthetics and like practical effects are really king now when it comes to horror movies as opposed to, you know, a CGI or something like that. Right. Dracula goes through some transformations. Like you don't see just the pristine Dracula, which you've seen in all the other movies. Like shit happens to him. And part of it is the makeup. And that's where I was like kind of blown away that A, that they did that. So you're not used to, again, just seeing Dracula just be just perfect and flawless skin wise. <laughs> what did you think overall? I liked it. Like you said, I mean, I liked it as much as I thought I was going to like it, like it no more, no less, like kind of. But I think it really shines in those action sequences and in those fight scenes and in those gory scenes where. And I don't know, I'd probably, if I had kids, I'd take them just because I feel like the gore is so goofy that you can't help but laugh at it. Like, yeah. it's just so over the top and it's so ridiculous. And there's like buckets of blood and you're just like, this is ridiculous. So I think that it really is at its best when it's, when it's in those scenes. Story-wise, I think it's a little kind of here and there. Like, it needs more of like girth to it what did you what did you think of renfield's and rebecca's like relationship i liked it for what it was i thought it was a good kind of setup for whatever relationship they had and i think they played off of each other well aquafina and nicholas holt i think they kind of had that chemistry that was needed for their characters 
Um, but like you were saying, it really shines in the violence, I think is the best part of the movie and the practical effects. And Nicolas Cage is great as Dracula. It was funny. It's a horror comedy. You so know? would you recommend it? I would totally recommend it. It's a fun going to the theater movie. Yeah, And it is short. Like we yeah. said, it's an hour and a half, roughly. Um, yeah, I think it's a good movie just like for a Saturday night. Like, let's have a few drinks and let's go see Nick Cage play a Dracula. But even I think it works at home, too, like for like a party, you know, for Halloween, um, some Dracula theme party. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to have that in the background yeah, of a Halloween yeah. party for sure. Speaking of the background, if you're watching this on YouTube, you, you got a little Dracula yeah. mask action. My Dracula mask. That's not a witch with hair is probably what it looks like. Yeah, because it's out of focus, but trust me. But us, it's, it's a 99 cent store Dracula mask and a tombstone behind it. So I would recommend it for all the reasons that you said. It's it's self-aware, like I was saying earlier. It's not trying to be too much. I guess if I had to do a crossover, it's like if what we do in the shadows meant like Evil Dead. Okay, I can see that. like that. Yeah. You know, where it's like funny or it needs to be funny, but also gory or it needs to be gory. Yeah, I can you know? see that. So it's like a, a good crossover there if you guys need some uh, point of reference. Um, I really love the end credits too, um, which uh, adds a little deleted scene action. I need that, that cut. dance number. It's not really a spoiler because it's not in the movie anyway, but it is in the credits and I need to see it. Moving on to our spoiler review. So this is going to have spoilers in it. All the spoilers. Anyway. All the spoilers. And we'll be playing some sound that we'll decide on later. Okay, so how up to date are you with vampire lore? Not very much. <laughs> like I said, the only thing that I know of Dracula are, you know, Bela Lugosi, Christopher Lee, Gary Oldman, and uh, Coppola's Dracula. But other than that, that's pretty much it. Like, I don't know narratives or connections or anything like that. Coincidentally, I guess, I've been rewatching True Blood. I'm on season five. Um, and... What's interesting to me about vampire movies across the board is like what they take from the lore and like what they change from it. So it was really funny to see specifically kind of the thing where I hadn't seen it before True Blood unless I did and I just kind of forgot about it. But there's a thing where a vampire can come into your house unless you invite them. Like you specifically have to be like, oh, will you come in? Will you please come in? And that was a thing that really made me laugh in Renfield is especially when he comes into the meeting or no, he comes into Renfield's apartment Oh, yeah, and he yeah. has the mat that says, please come in. And he's like, fuck, like when he comes in. And then in when he goes to the meeting, the guy that leads the meeting is like, oh, yeah, like, come on in. And Renfield's like, no. So I really like that they kind of included that part of the lore because it's so ridiculous to me. It's so I funny. I totally fucking miss that. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, because my God. The doormat, when people like laughed out loud, I was like, wait, what? It's the vampire I, lore. Yeah. Because I'm an idiot when it and comes to And the funny to part is that in like in True Blood, there will be parts where they're like, I rescind your invitation. And the vampire's like, no. And like he like oh, floats really? out of the house and it's so dumb. So I was really happy that they kind of included that. I thought that was really funny. I forgot another Dracula 
the Dracula that we just watched, Dracula 2000. Dracula which also Gerard takes Butler place in, in New Orleans. Orleans. So it does take place in New Orleans, the vampire capital of the world. If you didn't know, now you know. So they use the old uh, Bela Lugosi stock footage and they pull a Forrest Gump where they superimpose um, Nick Cage as, as uh, Dracula and then uh, Nicholas Holt as uh, Renfield. And it looks pretty legit. And so it covers like that whole history and he's sort of his inner monologue narrator while he's at his uh, group therapy session, uh, which I thought was just such a brilliant way to like start the movie. Yeah, I thought it was funny because it's kind of like a thing where it's like, oh, but you're wondering how I got here. And it just kind of tells you like a brief history of their relationship. And yeah, superimposing Nick Cage into that stock footage I thought was really cool because it has one of my favorite shots in Dracula which is the one where his eyes are just like lit up by the light on the outside. And even if you've never seen like a Dracula movie, that specific Dracula movie, I'm sure you've seen that shot in some of the reference, you know, music videos. Yeah. Yeah. But going back to that apartment scene, that's probably one of my favorite Nick Cage as Dracula because he kind of subverts expectations where he, you expect him to just go off on him. Uh, but he plays just like a like a pissed off buddy. He's like passive aggressive. Yeah. He's like, oh, you were gonna, oh, okay. And just the way that yeah. he plays it, he his just facial plays expressions it. are so good in that. And in this movie, he really pushes it to this like campiness, but it's still so perfect that it doesn't kind of come off that way. Which I should mention, even though we're not doing it for this review podcast, double feature. I would put Vampire's Kiss, which is also yeah. a Nicolas Cage movie from the 80s with Renfield because I think it would be interesting to just see. I haven't seen Vampire's Kiss in a long time and I feel like I should watch it because I feel like it would be a really interesting double feature. Yeah, maybe there'd be like connections that like we missed or forgotten about. Going back to the story a little bit. So like the premise is that, you know, Renfield is trying to get away from Dracula and he's going through this like group therapy session and there's all these, you know, uh, mirroring of like, you know, the power struggle between a narcissist and like, you know, someone that's codependent. And, um, but then there's also that, that drug story where the Lobos in New Orleans really control the city and, you know, they pay off cops and that's where Aquafina's character comes into play where she's not the corrupt cop, but all the other cops around her are. It's just, she's trying to get back at the Lobos who killed her dad, who was like police chief at one point. And, um, and so Ben Schwartz plays like the son of the woman who leads the Lobos, who is played by Shoray, I'm going to butcher it, Agdashlu, who I remember from House of Sand and Fog, which is like one of the most depressing movies I've ever seen. And that's <laughs> I've like never seen it. Jennifer Connelly and um, um, Ben Kingsley. But it's super depressing. And that's kind of the first thing that I remember her uh being in but she's done a bunch of stuff like going all the way back to the 70s right yeah and i know you were talking about how you didn't catch the lobo reference with like a werewolf type thing i fully thought one of them was going to be a werewolf well ben schwartz well i thought like in the movie yeah it was going to come out that it was just like just kidding i'm a werewolf like you know that's what i thought it was going to be like the two families which sequel yeah maybe potentially so what did you think of the way that Dracula transforms throughout the movie. That was another thing that I liked is that straight away from the beginning of the movie, Dracula is like a Cheeto, like a burnt Cheeto basically. Um, because, you know, he gets exposed to the sun and he just kind of burns and ends up being crispy Dracula jerky. And he has to kind of 
um, go back to full power throughout the movie. So we don't really get Dracula until almost the end of the movie, yeah, I feel like. Yeah. And that was another thing that I <laughs> compared to the True Blood I was watching because a similar thing happens in that where if they're exposed to the sun, they kind of start turning into jerky. They don't completely die, but they I, need blood. That's also my extent of my Dracula alone is like, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like when he's like charbroiled, he's like charbroiled. I love the little, like the puppet thing where you yeah. just see his teeth and he's just like, rah, 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 rah. I thought that was so funny. And then the next sequence is like where they talk about settling in New Orleans and it's like in an abandoned hospital. That set piece with the like the the bags of blood in his like throne, I thought was so genius too, production design wise. I thought that was so good. And when he's like walking in the cane and his face is all I loved like, it. I thought it was his so cool. skin's like dangling. Yeah. Like that shit looked real. And I'm hoping that that was practical effect because it looked like it, it looked, was. Yeah. Or maybe it was a mix of practical and and um a little bit of CGI to accentuate some of it, but. I really love that progression about, you know, Renfield has to build him up, you know? Um, and at one point in the movie, Renfield's like, when he has his like breakthrough, he's like, oh, wait, I actually have all the power because I can stop him from, you know, basically feeding him bodies. Mm -hmm. So he powers up. Uh, that was a part of the narrative that I liked too, that I never thought of. I was like, oh, he could just like cut him off, you know? I know we were talking about um, Rebecca and Renfield's relationship oh, yeah. what did you think about that dynamic it was kind of hit or miss for me there were some scenes that i think when he's telling her about how um that she's like a real hero and that he's the one that's not the hero because there's a sequence where there's an action sequence where he basically saves her life and she's like oh no you're a hero you saved all of us at at a bar in new orleans or whatever and that's where he starts to get the confidence that maybe he isn't as helpless as he as he feels. And so those scenes, I think, where I feel like they connect to the most, where it starts getting a little lovey-dovey and like maybe that there's like a possible relationship, romantic relationship with him. That's where I'm like, I don't know if they have that type of chemistry. Yeah, which I, I felt the same. And I did appreciate that they never did yeah, kiss never went or anything there. like that. Which I kind of like because I feel like if you were in a relationship like that, you might be like, oh, maybe I like this person or maybe I just want to be friends with this person. So I feel like they kind of illustrated that in a good way because like he brings her flowers at some point and he's like, yeah, oh, my God, she's amazing. Like and then after that, they're like, well, no, maybe like I'll just talk to her about her sister. And so I think they end up in a good place. I think yeah. if they would have like kissed or whatever, I would have been like, this does not work for me. Like, Because right. it was just I don't know. It felt weird. Yeah, I agree. I think if it had taken like where they start making out or like cold hands or something like that, that would have been like the, um, but I think they have a good friendship and they're sort of on the same path where they're trying to, you know, fix their demons from their past and, and all that. So that's where they have like the real connection between them. What I was curious about as far as vampire lore, which I may have missed, is how... Because Renfield is Dracula's familiar and that's how he has the power of like eating bugs or whatever. And then in like the climax of the movie, we see like six different guys that end yeah. up with that power too. And so I just kind of want to know how they get that power. Like what do they do? They just agree with Dracula. They just have like a pack. So a little backstory, Aquafina's uh, sister in the film, 
who's like not the chief, but like it's like an FBI person. Yeah, right? that's right. It's FBI. She gets kidnapped by Dracula and kind of holds her for ransom. And so Aquafina goes and save uh, tries to save her. Um, and so Dracula's blood brings people back to life. And so he which is he, part of the lore. Which is part of the lore. <laughs> So he tries to tell Aquafina, join me and I'll bring your sister back to life. So I thought it was just like a. Like, just like a, yeah, I will. My word is, you know, as strong as oak type of deal. Which know? I did find funny when it's revealed that Ben Schwartz is like a familiar where he like goes like this and he has like oh, yeah. a millipede or something. I thought that was so funny. Oh, let's not forget the ska references. There's a part in the movie in the beginning where one of the other girls, Carol, <laughs> that was such a great scene. Who's in the like? It's not Alcoholics Anonymous, the group therapy but it's like the group session. therapy session. Oh no, it's not even her. It's the other girl. It's the first girl. Yeah, I thought that's what you were talking about. Mentions that her boyfriend, who is abusive, loves ska music, and she's like, and that's not even the worst part. And so everyone just kind of cringes at the ska, and it's kind of like a running joke throughout the first half of the movie. And they mentioned in the Q and A that that was supposed to be Rush. Which I so wish was Rush yeah. because I don't like Rush. And I think that would have been, although it would have been a little more, it wouldn't have been as wide of this, a net. Yeah, it was too specific, but I yeah. I kind of would have wanted it to be Rush too, just because it kind of throws back at like, I love you, man. Yeah. And it kind of like punches back at them. Right. For bringing Rush back, which kind of killed it for me, if I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, the Ska reference I thought was super hilarious and um in that scene where you first meet like the Lobos or whatever, because they're dealing Coke basically. And they're like listening to like, you know, they're getting high on Coke and like listening to ska. Mm -hmm. And then because it's the boyfriend of, of the woman that was at therapy, you know, it yeah. was her, her ex. Yeah. What did you think of all the like gore scenes, the violence? Over the top, incredible. But yeah, all the action sequences, I think one up to, the I one that came so before, too. you know, uh, one of my favorites is, uh, where like, uh, I think was it, is it Renfield that pulls or is it Dracula? That's that pulls my favorite. The, it's Renfield the face that pulls his face off. Literally just grabs yeah, it. And it, it like, and it looks like so kooky off. when he pulls it. Cause you just see like the eyes and like, it looks like something out of like a sixties horror movie. Yeah. But in color. And then also like when he pulls a guy's arms and then mm -hmm. he uses them, use kind of like nunchucks, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, callbacks to you know like john woo movies and jackie chan and i know uh the director talked about that that he was inspired by that um but yeah all the uh the choreography and the action sequences are really well done it's not just gore they're actually like doing you know fighting moves and and doing acrobatics and stuff like that um what was your favorite killer or another favorite kill it's that same apartment complex fight scene where Renfield is like draw some guy I think is trying to pull Rebecca down from the balcony or trying to do something. And Renfield just kind of like jumps and lands on his like back and just like tears him in half. And as he's like dropping on this guy and tearing him in half and the blood is coming up and like squirting all over Rebecca's face, Renfield's just like, like as he's like dropping down in really slow motion. So I thought that was super funny. Yeah. And then he reaches out to her yeah, to like help her yeah. down. <laughs> And she says that line is like, you know, when like your friend is like, oh, this is like the worst night of my life. And then you say, no, I've seen worse. This moment yeah. is going to be the worst moment. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I thought that was so good. Um, do you feel like Renfield got the better kills than Dracula? Yeah. Because I can't even remember like a specific. 
Other than that, like Pope one in the beginning where right. he goes into his body and makes him explode. I can't really think of any other one that was like. He kind of just slashes them. Yeah. You know, because or bites them. Yeah. There's a scene in um, in the, where he goes into the therapy session, the group therapy session. And he, he essentially kills everyone except for Renfield. He kind of just slashes everyone. And then, like you said, bites them. But there isn't like a really crazy, like super dead scene. Do you think it's because Dracula has to conserve the body so he can't go all like thrashy because he needs the blood? He needs the blood. No. Well, maybe. But also, so at the very end when like they bring back the entire therapy group from Dracula's blood, that would not happen in the true blood universe. Really? Because they would have been dead for too long. Like once they're dead and like dead, dead, they're gone. Or you make them all vampires. Like there's That was one of the things that I was thinking of too, because it's like, Dracula, you get binned by Dracula, you turn into a vampire and... No. No? At least as far as I know, no. And even in, I think in Interview with the Vampire, they do similar... Isn't that what happened in Dracula 2000 though? So it, I don't remember. From what I know though, you bite someone until they're on the brink of death, basically. Okay. Like they're about to die. And then you both get buried in a in the dirt and then you wake up in the morning and they're a vampire not in the morning but like at night what happens in twilight isn't that he bites her and oh then... dude i don't remember what happened i've seen twilight once okay i've never seen it maybe but twice. i thought that was the whole thing is like i know she does something. turn into a vampire yeah because he like bites her and then oh that's what happens she has the baby and she's like about to die and they're like edward you have to turn her into a vampire or she's gonna die and he's like okay so she's like on the brink of death got it i feel like Half my lore has been a lie <laughs> or I've just somehow like rewritten it in my head. Going back to the climax, Dracula has Aquafina in the middle of the air and it looks like he's about to kill her and Renfield looks dead, dead. on the ground. Oh, I hated that makeup, the black the stuff. The black, I didn't like it either. Ugh. It just looked like snot to me, yeah. which I thought was gross. It kind of reminded me of Batman Returns with the penguin. Where he yes, just, like, I also hate that. Black. That's yeah. disgusting. She pulls out her gun and shoots him in the foot. And Dracula's like, good uh-huh. job. You shot yeah. me in the foot. But then the blood drips down to Renfield who's on the ground and it revives him. I, I thought that was, even though by lore, technically Renfield should be dead. Well, I don't know if he was dead, dead. He was certainly very weak, but also he's supernatural. So that's true. And that's what I always love about not even just vampire stuff, but just horror movies in general that have like, rules kind of set or like loose rules like zombie movies blah blah blah. I always love when they subvert the rules and are like we're gonna change it and flip it or right, like right. or how are they gonna do this how are they gonna change this lore and and I that's what I really enjoy about movies that have to deal with like original monsters like that is like how are you gonna change it or how are you gonna improve upon it or how right. are you gonna make it different I'm not saying that like there needs to be continuity because I really don't no. care yeah. I just wanna have a good time but it's interesting to me, like you telling me like from like True Blood to, you know, even like maybe in Supernatural, don't they deal with? Yeah, you have to cut their heads off to kill them in Supernatural. And even in the movie, they reference that there's no, uh, when they're trying to figure out. They're like, out I don't to, know how to kill them. So we're just going to do everything. And then like, we've looked online and there's all these discrepancies yeah. and, and conflicts of, of how to dr- kill Dracula. So we're just going to like do our own thing. Yeah, yeah, I think in True Blood, it's like you could do stake to the heart. And they just like explode in a bunch of goo. 
You could do silver, sunlight. Silver bullet is Silver wolf, or right? wooden bullets. No, you could do silver. But isn't that like wolf? If you do silver bullet, no. Silver does hurt them. I don't think it kills them though. You could do wooden bullet to the heart. Um, the sunlight for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Not right Until away. Until they're beyond fried. Yeah. And then I guess like depriving them of blood probably would kill them too. How did you feel about how they went about killing Dracula? I mean, I don't know if he's going to be dead. <laughs> like he's in a well, bunch of they, ice cubes. Yeah, I know. But just how they did everything. I, I thought that, that was really funny. Montage, yeah. Totally. Because yeah, like, like I've been saying, I'm like, there's so many ways to kill Dracula and then, or a vampire. And then in like the Simpsons, you have the thing where it's like, you have to kill the first vampire not the other ones. And so, yeah, there's just so many stories. But I love the cement mixer and like the ice cubes, cube flamethrower. Ridiculous. Like they just throw like everything yeah. in the kitchen sink. At, at I mean, Nicholas I would. Case. Yeah. It was funny that the blood that they saved some Dracula, but to bring their loved the ones and people that they care about. That, yeah. yeah. So I thought the, the ending was funny overall. And then getting to the, the credits, they show different scenes, but what the director and the writer talked about was that, the scenes with uh, Nicolas Cage's Dracula, the classic Dracula, the Bela Lugosi Dracula, were all the screen tests for the costuming, and uh, which I thought was cool that they added it in the credits. And then the scene that you want to see on the Blu-ray. I have to see it. There's a musical number, and we saw all the credits for the dancers, and we were like, what the fuck? Do you think Nicholas Holt is pissed that like all that choreography? Dude, I would be. I'm sure like, he's saying a little bit. Yeah. And then to, for it to just end up in the credits and maybe I want to see a, a whole Renfield musical. Like, Dude, that'd that be would cool. be legit. So overall, what did you think? Like I said, I loved it. I thought it was a fun time at the cinema. Um, I thought it was a fun movie, like a horror comedy, which is always really fun for me. And even if you don't really like horror movies, I think it's a fun one just to go to. I know it's like the violence is kind of a lot, but I think it's done in a way where it's funny yeah, <laughs> rather it, than like, you know. It's kind of like Violent Night where it's so mm -hmm. over the top and yeah. so ridiculous that you can't help but like laugh. I don't think it's Yeah, so it gross. gives me similar like Evil Dead, like original Evil Dead vibes, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, just like that ridiculous kind of where you're just like, uh -huh, you know. It's got similar vibes in terms of like the violence and the gore throughout the movie. Yeah, because I'm personally not a fan of gore because it grosses me out. But even I was laughing because it was just so ridiculous. And yeah, the decrepit Dracula where his like he's still recovering kind of grossed me out a little bit. Um, but the kills are so fast and just like we said, over the top that you're just like, holy shit, that's hilarious. So do you think it's worth seeing in a theater? I think so, especially if it's like a packed theater, the crowd reactions, even though, again, we were at a Beyond Fest crowd, which is always going to be great. But I think if you're at a crowd or at a, any crowd in a theater, I think will be fun. But also, I think it'll translate to, you know, if you're going to watch it streaming, I think it'll even translate to watching it at home. It'll be a fun watch wherever you watch it, for sure. Yeah, I think opening night is probably going to be prime fans of you know, Nick Cage and seeing what he's going to do with Dracula and all that. And so I think it's a great movie to see in the theater for all the reasons that you said. I think seeing it at home, maybe seeing it with a group of people. I think if you see it with like one or two 
I mean, you could have a good back and forth with your partner, your yeah, buddy. Yeah, you can watch it one or two. Don't watch it by yourself. But yeah, like, don't watch, watch it, it by with yourself, somebody. But I feel like the more people that are involved, yeah. the better experience that you're going to have, whether totally. it's in the theater or at somebody's house, you know. Um, I thought it was fun, you know, overall. I would recommend it if you are into, again, gore, over the top, you know, kills, funny, and into Dracula. And you like me... You don't have to be into the lore to like get it, you know, maybe you miss a few things here or there, but then that's where you have your buddy that is a horror expert to explain it to you. Um, but yeah, overall, um, I think it's self-aware of what it's trying to be, which is just a fun movie that's over the top and is funny and is not trying to take itself too seriously. Just even the way that it's shot to you, it's very colorful, Yeah, you know, a lot of primary colors. Uh, to really accentuate, you know, the blood and the fact that it's like hyper realistic and all that stuff. So I really appreciated that um, as far as the way that it would shot. But yeah, it's a fun time, you know, have a few drinks and have a good laugh and and uh, enjoy the uh, the grotesqueness <laughs> that is uh, that is Renfield. With that, you have our review of Renfield. We both liked it. Definitely go out and watch it this Friday. I think it's a really, really fun movie to go watch with a yeah, bunch of people in a the theater. Let's take out the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, let's take out that. Maybe Dungeons and Dragons. Go see that too. Next time on Cut, just another movie podcast, we got tickets to a screening. One of my most anticipated movies this yeah, year. Yeah, Angie's super stoked. So far. And I'm like forcing myself to go <laughs> see this movie because when I watched the trailer, I was like, nope, that's a little too much for me. But I'm so, going to do it anyways. If I say cheese grater... You'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's one of those. If, if you, it's like know, if you, you know, know, you know. So we have tickets for that. We'll be seeing it next Monday and hopefully providing a review the following day. Fingers crossed. Fingers if crossed. I can get it out in time. If Manny doesn't faint. Yes. I don't know. We'll see. But really, really excited about that one. So that'll be the next episode. And I'm really, really excited for you guys to watch it and hear it and see what our thoughts were on it. Again, if you haven't already, you can follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, at CutMoviePod. TikTok's a little weird, but you'll find us anyway if you search it. You can also see our live, or not live, but video episodes on YouTube and stream us on Spotify, Apple Podcast. We've done other reviews. Our most recent one is Babylon. If you're looking for spooky stuff, we did Skinamarink. We've done deep dives on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Blair Witch Project, Titanic. Titanic, if you're not into spooky shit. Almost Famous. Almost Famous. And reviews on Pig, Violent Night, The Menu. There's just... So many movies that we've done reviews and deep dives on. Whatever your taste is, I'm sure you'll find something you like. So definitely give us a like, comment, and follow. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Cut. That's a wrap. 